Hi, this is the Robberator, and you can support my mad grab for power and the Sword and Laser podcast by going to patreon.com slash sword and laser. everyone, welcome to the Sword and Laser. I'm Veronica Belmont. And I'm Tom Merritt. Sword and Laser is a book club, but it's so much more. We bring you author interviews, news from the world of science fiction and fantasy, and awesome discussions from fans just like you. Why don't we bring them snacks? The I bet they'd like snacks. snacks? I mean, we bring them so much more. Would that include snacks? What is the more? We never have really discussed what the so more much. is. It's, it's so much. There's it's so too much, much of it. We don't have time to and go yet, into all of it. Mm, okay. I like that answer. That's a good answer. <laughs> <laughs> There's snacks. Mm, no. Possibly. Maybe if you're not getting the them, just hang in there. They're they're definitely coming. Snacks are the snacks are Hopefully not a lie. Hopefully you're not gluten intolerant. Because <laughs> they're cake. <laughs> It's and cake. it's a lot. Oh, that's good. Uh, Tom, it's it's still January, so I'm still in dry January mode. Are are you drinking anything? Or no, I am in solidarity with you today, sister. Oh, that's good. Well, you're just I mean, gonna I be a little more boring than normal, but dry January. But I'm gonna be dry January until two days from now when I get to see my mom. <laughs> that was really mean sounding, but that was my caveat that when I, I saw my mom on the on the 21st or 20th that I would probably be having a glass of wine or two. Because your mom is a joy and you want to toast her. Revelry, because we're on a revel yeah. together. That's right. That's right. You know, total side note, total side track, uh-huh. but Eileen and I like totally binged on the Gilmore uh, Girls. Yeah. Or not the, just Gilmore Girls. Uh-huh. And it all takes place in Connecticut outside Hartford. <laughs> really? I've never watched so, this show, so I don't know like the deal. So I just assume that all of these people are your family. So you know me. You've met my mother. You've met other members of your my family. definitely a character from Gilmore Girls. Really? Yes. Am, and you could am probably... I a character from Gilmore Girls? Well, did you go to a, you didn't go to a private school? No, no, no. So yes, you are. I'm just figuring out which character you are. You didn't go to Chilton. No, one of the other girls. No, that's not a real place. Well, no, but <laughs> I'm sure there are places like it. There is Loomis Chafee is probably the closest thing to to whatever you're thinking about. That was a private school in in my yeah. area. That was everyone like, oh, they went to Loomis. Mm. Mm-hmm. And then everybody's, you know, trying to get into Harvard and Yale and Brown. Yeah. Oh, Princeton. Yeah. 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 East Coast schools. You know how it is. They, she takes the bus from Stars Hollow, the little tiny Connecticut town up to Hartford to visit. It's her not stores. It's stars. Because we, we have a stores. Stores Hollow? No, it's just stores. That's where you come no, it's Stars Hollow. Yeah, it's an imaginary town. It's actually the Warner Brothers lot because I recommend. I recognized it when we saw La La Land. I'm oh. like, oh, wait, those buildings are in <laughs> Gilmore Girls. All right, wow, we have veered as usual. Um, let's jump into the quick burns. Jeff uh, pointed out that Man Booker Prize winner Marlon James is creating an epic fantasy trilogy to be published by Riverhead Books called The Dark Star Trilogy, following three characters, The Tracker, The Moon Witch, and The Boy. Each book will tell the story of their nine-year journey from the perspective of each of these individual characters. And he he goes on to say that he hopes that 12-year-olds read this book. 
So I'm assuming not not Game of Thronesy. Um, I don't know. It feels pretty Game of Thronesy. Uh, James said that he was influenced by Game of Thrones, oh. Lord of the Rings, and ancient African mythology. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, twelve year twelve year olds have have different tolerance levels these days, and they well, Lord of the Rings and Game of Thrones are twelve. Well, a lot of twelve year olds read Game those of books. Thrones. So yeah, Game of Thrones. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I just, I wasn't twelve when it came out, but um, anyway. Uh, this, this is interesting. This is someone, this is very highly praised, recognized literary. I don't know if his Titan is the right word, but you know, a luminary, uh, who's, who's turning to fantasy and hopes the first book will be published, uh, for a possible fall 28 release, 2018 release. The interviewer on the uh, EW.com, uh, article says 12 year olds like blood and gore. They'll like it. And he says, yeah. I know, I've always believed in writing the book that's in my head as opposed to the book I think I should write. So there's my answer. Um, but I love that he says, too, uh, that he had the idea from the beginning uh, to make it into multiple books. He says a lot of the books I read, whether it's fantasy or not, tend to be multiple, like Game of Thrones, which is still going, uh, Ursi uh, by Ursula Le Guin, which, is, which had a huge, huge influence on me, uh, but also Wolf Hall and Bring Up the Bodies, uh, Hilary Mantel's Cromwell trilogy. So a lot of different kinds of influences um, that he's drawing from for this series. And I love this idea. They're supposed to go out on a short hunt uh, and it turns into a long hunt and many of their party die along the way. And so I, I love the idea that he could achieve telling a story three times in a row in such a way that it will be entirely different each time because of the perspective of the different person that's telling it. I'm, I'm really intrigued by this. Yeah, we'll definitely have to check that one out. Um, we also have a post from Nokomis.fl. Lies, 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 and more lies. We'll give we'll give the audience a second or two to guess what the subject of this link is. <laughs> I think you all know. It has nothing to do with Locke Lamora. Um, Nakoma says on his live journal, Martin wrote, that's George R.R., not done yet, but I've made progress, he wrote, but not as much as I hoped a year ago when I thought to be done by now. I think it will be out this year. But hey, I thought the same thing last year. Hence Nicobus.fl's Goodreads posting of lies, 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 lies. <laughs> I, I mean, honestly, they're not lies. He's saying, I've made progress. I hope things, sometimes I hope things that don't end up being true. Are they lies if you really believe them? Like if you yeah. very deeply, see, so this, we are, of course, talking about The Winds of Winter, um, which will be the sixth installment of uh, The Song of Ice and Fire. Uh, which we have been waiting for for a long time, and which, of course, the TV show has far surpassed by this next season uh, coming up. Not far surpassed, but certainly surpassed. By the end of this coming season, it will be far. Yeah. We, certain certain aspects, certain storylines, we've we've crept past at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, well, we'll see if if it's going to continue to be lies or if it will be be truth, which I is mean, what I'm hoping for. Yeah, he's not lying that he says he hopes he'll be done. <laughs> that he thought he'd be done. There you go. Yeah. Fresno Bob uh, posted that some random guy got the cover for an article on the top science fiction and fantasy for 2017 Ooh. over on Kirkus Reviews. This And this guy, this guy, guys, guys, this guy is Tom. This guy is Tom. Uh, yeah. John DiNardo, SF Signal, 
as the guy who wrote this. So big, big thanks to John uh, for putting me up as the cover art in the epic list of 225 speculative fiction books to look for in 2017. Uh, Pilot X by Tom Merritt right up there. And Publishers Weekly just published their review and called it appropriately convoluted. <laughs> <laughs> but that's because it's about time travel. Should I, I read know. the publisher's re weekly review? Yeah, read whatever you think is appropriate. You don't have to read the whole thing. <clears throat> as earnest as an episode of Tom Corbett, Space Cadet, this retro space opera takes its protagonist from naive timeship pilot to guilt-laden savior of the universe in appropriately convoluted fashion. Pilot X, one of the time-traveling, how do you say that name? Alendon. Alendon. One of the time-traveling Alendons earns his license and receives the Verity, a quirky time ship with a developing personality. As courier for the chief executive secretary, he solves interstellar crises and establishes peace among other time-warring races. Soon, X discovers the existence of the Dimensional War, which was fought in secret and left devastated worlds across the universe. Contacted by a group of linear Aledans, Aledan, Aledan, Alendons, who avoid time travel, X tries to go back and stop the slaughter. Merritt, host of the Parsec award-winning podcast Sword and Laser, details his alien cultures with bits of folklore. However, even as X is continually hailed as the last hope of the universe, his attempts to stop Armageddon are blocked by a bureaucratic insistence on tidiness. The story will suit readers who enjoy seasoning their planetary romps with a dash of cynicism. <laughs> hey, do you like planetary romps but want them seasoned with a dash of cynicism? Check out Pilot X, coming March 14th. Pre-order on Amazon now. Yay! This is so exciting. And the cover is so awesome. I know. The cover's fantastic. Uh, they have assigned an audiobook narrator <gasps> as well who's going to start recording. I oh had a God. little pronunciation session uh, did, with did him. You, <laughs> did it sound like the one we just had? No. Actually, he knew a London. <laughs> I'm having trouble with like the... Um, I don't know what I'm having trouble with. I'm sorry. I'm Veronica Belmont. I have trouble with pronouncing all sorts of things. <laughs> you're just you're just playing to type. I just, this is me. This is my life. I, I can't. Yeah. I'm not going to apologize too much for that. Even with you, my best friend. I'm <laughs> sorry. <laughs> and this is a sword and laser publication, by the way. That's nepotastic. Yeah. So, I mean, it's ink shares, but it's, it's in the sword and laser collection. Yay. I blurbed it. I Thank blurbed you for blurbing it. it. Yeah, you, Bonnie, Bonnie Burton, and... Gary Witta. <gasps> cool people. Yeah. That's pretty great. Uh, oh, and Andrew Main. Andrew Main. <gasps> That's awesome. All right. Well, I hope you guys check that out. We are very proud of Tom and very excited about publishing this book on Inkshares. It's going to be amazing. Yay. Silvana says uh, more books coming out from the amazing N.K. Jemison, including a contemporary fantasy dealing with themes of race and power in New York City. It has a projected publication date of April 2019. Oh, yeah. Bring me on some more N.K. Jemison. I love that she's using Patreon to allow her to focus on full-time writing and then deciding to sell three – or not deciding, but the, having three new novels sold to Orbit. That's fantastic. Yeah, and if you're if you're not a subscriber to her Patreon, you definitely should be. Her updates are amazing, often cat-filled. Um, I look forward to them all the time. Uh, she's, she's just great all around. 
And the uh, the first of the newly acquired books is set in our world, but is a contemporary fantasy. Uh, and that one, like I said, should be coming out April 2019. Awesome. Can't wait. Sporadic Reviews and David both sort of teamed up with different aspects of this story. Uh, Neil of the online magazine Clark's World has finally quit his day job and is going to be an editor full time. You can find out more at neil-clark.com slash frankly. He changed his Patreon goals to be direct salary and health care. So this is not. Clark's World finally like going independent. Clark's World's been around for a while. This is da- this is Neil saying I'm going to make Clark's World my job if he can. That's awesome. Very cool. Congratulations. It's it's always scary and exciting to take on something like that full time and and to put everything into it, but that's 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 an awesome way to do it. Patreon man has has changed so many people's lives for the better. I think it's just a, a wonderful thing to have out there. Louis says CBS orders pilot for Andy Weir's NASA set drama called Mission Control. And we had a funny little aside from Terp Kristen, who said, my coworkers and I are having a good laugh over this. Uh, Terp Kristen, in case you uh, don't know, is a rocket scientist and works with many other rocket scientists. Uh, She says, some of the comments on Facebook today, I like staying awake and eating M&Ms. I bet the CBS version will have way more explosions. Well, okay, maybe not. Also, probably not as many expletives. They have producers to make it more high drama. We just have INT managers. Oh, the INT managers make it high drama. You forgot about the cake, or knowing there's cake, but having it be on console and getting last picks from the seagulls who come to watch. (laughs) Definitely a couple of inside baseball jokes there, she says, but also it's what it's really like. For the record, on the cake, if the launch scrubs, they put it in the freezer for the next attempt. This led to what is known where I work as cake gaked and many the cake is a lie jokes. Uh, Mission Control revolves around the next generation of NASA astronauts and scientists who juggle their personal and professional lives during a critical mission with no margin for error and wonder where the cake went. That's a, is that our second cake joke reference of this podcast? It is, actually. It is. It's probably reading Kristen, Terp Kristen's post that made me thinking about cake earlier. Possibly. Uh, And then Lauren wrote, James Cameron is working on a six-part series called The History of Science Fiction that is set to air on AMC in the United States. I think he should have us be on it. I think if he's smart, he will. I think Um, so, too. I think it's probably too late for that. James Cameron, you've screwed it up this time. I mean, you did all right with Aliens and... Terminator. A- Avatar? He did Avatar, a- right? I liked Avatar. A lot of people didn't like Avatar. I, I, liked I thought Avatar. it was good. I thought yeah. it was fun. I enjoyed it. It was very blue. It was very blue. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that sounds cool. Um, I'll probably watch that. I've been watching all of uh, Life and um, Planet Earth again on, on Netflix. That's been cool. In not- 4K? No, I don't have a 4K TV. Yeah, you got you're not really seeing it then. Not really experiencing life <laughs> if I don't see it in 4K. You're not really experiencing planet Earth. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks everyone for submitting stories into our quick burns thread over on goodreads.com. Now it is time for Barrier Sword, which is our feedback from the audience. David writes in, says, I was listening to your latest on the three-body problem, episode 277, and thought you might be interested in a recent interview with Ken Liu on Chinese sci-fi. You can check out the January 13th episode of the Seneca podcast, 
or maybe it's Sinica because of Sino. Uh, it's a podcast which primarily discusses topics related to contemporary China, but this time overlaps with the January read on Sword and Laser. Uh, link is in the show notes at swordandlaser.com. Uh, so thank you, Dave, for the tip off. And we had Ken on the show as well, so you can also we listen have, yeah. to, to that episode if you're interested. But yeah, I'm, this this book is, uh, I, I definitely would love to hear more about the Chinese sci-fi aspect of it, because I feel like we didn't necessarily get into it that much. Now, that's a cool, uh, great perspective as well. Robin writes in, we talked about Robin uh, in our, our post-holiday episode when everyone was saying what they were reading over the holidays. Uh, she set the bar pretty high, and I think I commented on it that it was a, a lot of books to get through. She says, if the phrase, her eyes were bigger than her stomach, equates to getting too much food and not being able to eat it all, then in my case, my eyes were bigger than my mind. I did not make it through the Remembrance of Earth's past trilogy during my holiday break. I only made it through The Dark Forest, and I'm now reading the third book, Death's End. Really liking the series. That's, of course, the the rest of the series after uh, the book that we are currently reading right now um, for Sword and Laser. She goes on to say, uh, I couldn't get into Stiletto, so I haven't picked that one back up yet. Oh, Robin, I just finished it. It's so good. I really hope you pick it up again. I loved it. Um, it was so fun. It, it was really, it was a great book. I, I want the third book in the series now, uh, but I'm, I'm getting beside myself here. Uh, you still did a pretty darn good job on, on making it that far through the series that starts with Three Body Problem that we're reading right now. So congrats. Yeah. No apologies um, needed. Yeah. Don't sell yourself short. I barely made it through three body problem this month. You finished it? Uh, I did. Ah. Oh, I'm only like 40% of the way through. Darn it. Well, I've still got two more weeks. I can do you it. You do. You do. I we don't do have it. to wrap it up today. I, I, you know what it was? And, and actually, we should probably save this for the book of the month discussion, but um, it just started to get it just keep kept getting better and better and really? i just kept okay. wanting to go back and read it although they're going to be mad at me at book club because we we meet in person on the 23rd and they i never finish the book in time because we always have like a week after it's always the last monday of the month and are you doing the audiobook no 2x I do, I'm not doing the audiobook. Uh, okay. Although I guess I could download the audiobook now that I finished Stiletto and pair them mm -hmm. and, sure. and try to chug along on that. I might do that. That might help. Anyway, um, yeah, let's talk about the book. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I had one, one form thing to post because I thought it was really sweet. Um, Rob started a how and when did you find Sword and Laser thread over in Goodreads. And I don't want to go through and read every single post, but it was really heartwarming. And some of you guys have been with us. This is kind of like in regards to the fact that this will be our 10th year. Um, basically, come this fall, we will have been doing the show for 10 years. And so people have been with us that whole time, if not even before, from when before we did the podcast. And a lot of you came to us through Geek and Sundry from the video show. Um, and it was just really kind of heartwarming and awesome to see all the different ways that you guys found yourselves in in the Goodreads group or listening to the podcast. Yeah, so uh, according to Tassie Dave in our wiki, October 15th was when Veronica created the Ning Forum and October 16th is when we announced The Golden Compass as our first book. But it wasn't until February 4th, 2008 that we had our first podcast mm. episode discussing Neuromancer. So I'm going to say this is our 10th year yeah, it's the club. book club's birthday is October 15th, and the podcast birthday is February 4th. Yay! That's exciting still. Ten years of sword and So laser. we get two birthday parties with pie. 
and cake. More I was trying not we to gotta have more, cake. more cake. We got to have more cake. <laughs> All right. So I am, uh, we, we're going to talk about the book a little bit. I have not yet finished. I'm not even halfway through. So this will definitely not be a spoilery talk. Spoiler, baby, baby, spoiler, baby, baby, talk. Um, so we are reading The Three Body Problem by uh, Shikshin Liu. Shikshin? Yeah, we, neither one of us are going to do it right, to be no, honest. I'm but sorry. We're getting closer because I listened to the audiobook, and it sounds like Cheshin Liu. Oh, okay. That's good. All right, I'm going to listen to the audiobook. Uh, but so you you finished, though, so we don't want to... I feel bad that we we can't have the same level of conversation about this, but... Okay, but let me expand on what I just said okay. uh, a, a minute ago. This book is so elegant in how it takes you from... As we mentioned before, what feels like a historical novel at the beginning mm-hmm. about the the uh, the Cultural Revolution uh, in the '60s in China, to and and without it ever feeling forced or convoluted, even appropriately convoluted, uh, it just winds you into a full on one hundred percent sci-fi story. Uh, and and I I remember stopping at one point and going, holy like what happened? How did I how did I get here? I uh, uh, you know because I I think a lot of people are, are maybe not put off but they're a little worried at the beginning like oh well you know what what kind of story is this going to be? I mean I I understand there are scientists in it but is that all the science? It's like no you are you are going to get sci-fi, uh you are you are going to get s- some space. I don't think that's too spoilery to say, uh and and it's. It's it's amazing how he does it. And in a way that I didn't think I would, I am dying to read the next book after this first one, even though all the main questions have been answered. Uh, it it can't, could be a standalone novel, but I, I, I he pulled off a magic trick on me where he 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 tricked me into reading a history mm. novel mm-hmm. that became a fully sci fi novel made me think that I finished the story and still want more story. It's, it's incredible. That's great. That's awesome. Um, I'm, I'm definitely in the point still where a lot of science is happening. Uh, but he has entered, uh, three body. Is it the name of the video game? Is it three body? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, The the virtual world. So the MMO, there's some interesting things happening around that. There's some interesting things happening around the countdown. Mm-hmm. which I don't think is spoilery to say that happens pretty early. Um, and, and it's, it's, yeah, I, 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 I kind of know what's going to happen because someone who hadn't even read the book told me a certain part. So I know. Oh, no. I, yeah. And I was like, I was like, spoiler. And they're like, that's in the description of the book somewhere. And I'm like, I don't think it is. So I don't know how they found that out, but I know, I know there will be some interesting things happening in the near future, which maybe we can talk about offline a little bit. Um, but I, I am enjoying it for sure. I think it's, it's, it's extremely well written. And uh, I think there, there might be some phrases here and there that I'm like, you know, this is definitely a translation and maybe a concept that I'm not getting as much. And actually some of the footnotes uh, in the Kindle mm. edition have been extremely helpful uh, for some of the historical characters and ideas and references that, that are being made in the book uh, that I wouldn't mm. have gotten at all uh, without that assistance. So I've probably been making more use of, of footnotes in this book than I ever have before, at least in, in recent memory. Um, so if you have access to that, I don't know how the audiobook works with that. I guess you can't really do that the same way. No, I don't think there are any footnotes, but okay. I also never ran into something that I didn't 
uh, that confused me. I mean, there are, there are mm. obviously kings and, yes. and certain historical figures that are mentioned that I'm not familiar with. Right. But in the context of how they're mentioned, I I feel like I know everything I need to know to understand the story. There's some like scientists that they reference that they they go into a little bit about like their their importance in in Chinese history, um, and the kings definitely in, in Three Body they they explain those a lot more thoroughly, um, and like how there's like you know a couple of the kings and other characters aren't really from the same time period, so this is why it doesn't make sense that they're together, um, and things like that. And you're like, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, but it says that in the and maybe the footnotes are incorporated in such a way. I Oh, maybe. Footnotes, but it says it in, in to, I remember them saying like, I remember him thinking out loud, you know, like, even though this King, you know, had, had really been gone by now, he was still around. Like there was stuff like that. Hmm. Okay. So maybe, maybe they do incorporate it a little bit more for the audiobook. That would be interesting. Hmm. I have to look. Or if you guys know out there, if you if you're doing both, let me know. But I'd honestly, you don't even have to know all that stuff. No, like, I know. All you have to know is like, okay, historical king, got it. You know, like don't. But when don't it pops so- up, but when it pops up that way, you think it's maybe more important or important to know the reference. <laughs> <laughs> that's. I think that's you. Is that me? Is that me? Well, and I'm not saying you're unusual. I think a lot of people are like that. But I'm, I'm saying you you get bugged by not knowing that and want to find it out, which is I'm to your not, credit. I'm not not unusual. No, I think a lot of people are like that. Okay. Um, anyway, I'm I, just telling someone who's I like, if the they're like, negative. wait, I don't have the footnotes or I'm listening to the audiobook. Like the story isn't confusing without that stuff. You just might be curious and want to look it up. Yeah. Cause you're a gifted student. So you always want to pursue independent research and learn more. That's right. <laughs> That's me. Now I feel special. Um, but it is, it's a fantastic book. And everyone who I've told that I'm reading this book is like, oh, I've heard so many good things or, oh, I've really wanted to read that or, oh, I read it and I absolutely loved it. Um, so I, it, it's been a fun, it's been a fun uh, read this month. And I think you guys are having a good time talking about it in the forums. As you know, I, I largely stay away from the discussion topics while I'm actively reading for better or for worse. Um but there's a lot of discussion happening, which I always like to see. Well, and and I guess one of the reasons I I didn't want to want people to get put off by footnotes and historical references is this is not a book that you would necessarily think is Chinese if someone just handed it to you and said this was written by Bob Roberts and he said it in China, like it it there's nothing particularly foreign about it or inaccessible about it. It just takes place in China. And obviously the cultural revolution stuff is, is, is more foreign because that is a, an unusual time in human history. And I don't think we're as familiar with it in Western education, but the people and the motivations and the concepts and especially the modern stuff feels perfectly normal to me. I'm like, Oh yeah, no, I, I understand all this. And they, and and even some of the characters make reference to that, that, you know, people are the same all over. Is, is it ever, uh, stated that this is, is that it's near future or is it supposed to be modern day or because the technology does seem a little bit advanced for, I think our timeline, I I think it's near future. I mean, the, the only technology that's, that's super advanced is the game. Mm -hmm. Uh, otherwise, it's, you know, particle accelerators and, and development of nanomaterials that is slightly advanced over what we have now, but certainly not anything shocking. I've never really thought about the difference between theoretical physics and applied physics, um, but that's it's pretty abundantly clear that that's a very 
two very, very different fields of, of study. Yeah. Because I'm not, no, a, I'm, not a phys- phys- well. I'm not a yeah, physicist. I'm not a, I, these are not things I often think about. Um, I'm a so. physics fan. So I've definitely read physicists who are having those kinds of arguments, you mm-hmm. know, and that's, that's the thing about Stephen Hawking is pure theoretical, right? And they often, they, Richard Feynman wrote a lot about that divide uh, between people, you know, about whether you should apply or whether you should be theoretical. And mm-hmm. there's, there's been long arguments. So I, I think he captures that really cleverly in this the turkey the turkey metaphor really works very well you what know the now metaphor? now you're now you're caught up i was talking about this before yeah yeah no, farmer, i was gonna ask you about that the farmer the farmer metaphor which is that there's a, a turkey the turkey scientists say that it is it is known that every morning the farmer comes and feeds the turkeys and that's their life. That is how it has always been. You know, all the data shows that every morning the farmer comes and feeds the turkeys until one day it's Thanksgiving. <laughs> and it just takes that one day for everything to be completely different for you to be like, oh, it's not, you know, things were not as we originally thought, even though all the yeah. data was exactly the same for our entire we lifetimes. Had an overwhelming amount of data, 364 days of data. <laughs> yes, of consistent that, data. <laughs> yeah. How could this have happened? And that even made me like think about a lot of the stuff that I do in my in my own job and, you know, like consistent like customer behavior and thing and data points that seem consistent and you can just get a fluke and it's it's, you know. Yeah. I mean, this is obviously a lot more dire than that kind of stuff sure. because that just, you know, <laughs> you just average that out and it's fine. But like but for the turkeys, <laughs> well, it's a big freaking deal. No, it, it goes to show that the more data, the better mm-hmm. uh, and that you're only ever making a prediction of a certain level of confidence in science. You're never actually stating with certainty. Right. It's just, it's just a level of certainty and the turkeys, you know, they probably overestimated their certainty if they're only using one year of data there. (laughs) Well, for a turkey, that's a long time. (laughs) I know. I know. Exactly. (laughs) Different, different, you know, expectations of, of, Uh, yeah. So I, I thought that was that, 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 has stuck with me in, in a big way. Um, no, there's a few different, there's a few more metaphors coming down the line to explain quantum physics and, and, mm-hmm. and other, other physical properties that I, I think are genius. And, and some of them it aren't even invented by Liu. It, they're just, they're, it's just, he does a great job of weaving them in and having characters who like, I love that he will use the nanomaterials expert as a foil to be like, I just study nanomaterials. I don't understand what you're talking about. Explain it to me. And you're like, oh, okay. So even the even the physicist doesn't understand all of the physics. The physics. Yeah. When when he went to the um when he went to that uh wasn't wasn't a was it an accelerator? He went to go visit a guy um or the oh, telescope. Oh, the cosmic uh, microwave background. Thank radiation. you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And he he's like he's trying to like in layman terms explain what they do there, and the guy's like, okay, you're pretty, you you get it more than most people. Yeah, <laughs> it was pretty funny, but he still gets <laughs> yeah, to explain exactly. it. Um, so yeah, it, we are about halfway through this month's pick, so there's still time if you have not uh, picked up yet. Three Body Problem, um, check it out. We're we're gonna wrap it up on the first of February. First of February. I'm gonna have to look at our schedule for the month of March because I'm getting throat surgery. And what? Yeah, I'm getting like minor throat surgery. And okay, minor. Very minor, but I'm going to be on 
vocal rest for a week. So okay. I won't be able to talk for a few days. So we'll look what? at that. I think actually it'll work out perfectly because I'm getting it on the third. Oh, okay. March. So we'll do the show on the first and then take a 14 day break. You'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be definitely back up by the 15th when we have right. Brian McClellan on the show. Oh, f- perfect timing. Perfect yeah. timing. I and you'll have a brand new perfect. throat for Brian. Brand new. There's nothing wrong with me. I snore. And so I'm getting snore surgery, like voluntary snore surgery. With the voice of angels after this surgery? I hope so. What if I sound it, completely different? Is that possible? You should possible? ask them, like, can you just make me sound perfect yeah. when you're, while you're in there fixing the snoring? Can you also fix my lisp? <laughs> can, you fix my, can you like shave down my tongue when you're in there? <laughs> That'd be great. Thanks. Yeah. Do um, that. They're going to, it's, it's l- 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 laparoscopic uh, no it's laser assisted i don't know it, they're gonna shave laser the back assisted of my laparoscopy throat. yes it's a layup it's called a layup <laughs> easy yeah it's called doctors a, do it do a hundred times a day <laughs> yeah. um so anyway if you have any questions let me know before you go Fine. under for the surgery promise me you'll tell the doctor don't miss the easy layup. I don't go under. I'm awake oh, for the whole thing. Oh, you're awake thing. for the whole thing. It's going to be a goddamn so nightmare. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway, that's the end of the show. Thank you guys for listening. Um, our show is entirely funded by our patrons. Thank you to all the folks who back our show. And if you want to support it, you can head over to patreon.com slash sword and laser. We've gotten more people into Lem's library. And in fact, I didn't tell Tom about this. But I'm going to offer a special, special thing because I need more Patreon spots. <laughs> so I'm going to get for the first three people. Oh, yeah. Three people. The first three people. She's who totally send making me, this up as she goes along. Yes. Tom can see that I'm making the hand <laughs> motions that show that I'm thinking and talking the at hand the same had, time. The hand had like one finger, then four fingers. So the first three people who send me audio files of the patron bumpers that we have at the beginning of every episode, you've heard them all before, I will let you into Lem's library for a short amount of time for one book. You get one book. Three people get one book. Basically, if you send us a, a recording that we use for the Patreon bumper, you'll get a book. You'll get a book. And it can you be yours, do what you want. And right. um, it's, it's uh, so I'm looking for audio, audio files, Patreon bumpers, make them fun, make them creative, make them simple, whatever. Um, you know, typically I like to have like uncompressed audio, but a, a wave file is, is great. You know, uncompressed wave is great. Uh, wave files are by their nature, uncompressed, whatever, never mind. Um, but just, <laughs> you know, between 15 to 25 seconds is usually about the maximum length that we go for. Um, and just Mail them to feedback at swordandlaser.com and I'll, I'll, I'll check them out. Big welcome to our new patrons, including Alex Fetter, Karen Kingry, and James Rosario. Among all of you guys who support us, you guys are the best. Uh, if you can't support on Patreon, we understand. You can also support by buying books through our links. You can find links to the books we talk about and some of our favorites at swordandlaser.com slash picks. Send us an email, as I said, feedback at swordandlaser.com. If you have questions or comments, our website is swordandlaser.com. All of our discussions happen over on goodreads.com slash swordandlaser, and you can call and leave us a voicemail at 415-7-SWORD-6. We'll see you next time. Goodbye. Goodbye.
Studios Network. For more information about this and other shows, visit frogpants.com. Audio program so good, it's like you're there.